I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, May 24th. Here are today's headlines. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to announce his bid for the Oval Office this evening during a conversation with Elon Musk. DeSantis formally filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission on Wednesday. Our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan reports that last night DeSantis' wife Casey posted a video to Twitter showing her husband backstage facing a massive American flag. DeSantis won his re-election campaign in a landslide in the fall of 2022. He has been governor of Florida since 2019 and served as a member of Congress representing Florida from 2013 to 2018. The impending announcement of his campaign is likely to elicit criticism from former President Donald Trump, who is also running and who has repeatedly criticized DeSantis and suggested that the Florida governor is disloyal for even entertaining thoughts of a presidential run calling the Republican governor Ron DeSanctimonious and describing him as an average Republican governor with great public relations. As we reported earlier this week, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is also vying for the Republican nomination. Some other notable Republicans who have officially announced their bid for the Republican nomination include former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison. Republican Representative Anna Paulina Luna of Florida has filed a resolution to fine Democrat Representative Adam Schiff of California $16 million. Why? Because the Democrat congressman claimed that former President Donald Trump conspired with Russia to help him win the 2016 election. Luna said the GOP conference agrees that Adam Schiff has betrayed the trust of the American people purposely abused positions of extreme authority, lied continuously, and as such, must be held accountable. La Florida Congresswoman also said, accordingly, the resolution requires Representative Schiff to pay a $16 million fine, half of the cost American taxpayers were forced to pay for the Russian hoax investigation. Schiff responded to the resolution, tweeting, MAGA extremists just filed a motion to censor and fine me $16 million because I stood up to Donald Trump and his allies. They're eight days away from defaulting on our debt, but Speaker McCarthy and his MAGA allies would rather try to silence me, but I'm not backing down, ever. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says that there's a number of places that we're still far apart on the debt ceiling as negotiations continue in the nation's capital. McCarthy said at the beginning of his remarks that he is sending Republican negotiators to the White House to try and finalize a deal. Let's take a listen to some of the speaker's remarks via his Twitter. It didn't seem like it'd be this hard. I remember uh, even talking to the incoming Democratic leader before I was even speaker about ways that we could work together on a debt ceiling. Hakeem told me he was going to follow the president's lead. I went down to meet with the president right after <clears throat> becoming speaker, as you all know, on February 1st. I said, let's sit down. Let's work together. The Democrats, they could have lifted the debt ceiling prior to me becoming speaker. They knew the outcome of the election already. They knew we were taking power. They passed an omnibus bill, but they decided not to do the rising of the debt ceiling. 
even though they thought people should just raise it cleanly. McCarthy also criticized Biden for waiting 97 days to discuss the issue. Biden, who returned home on Sunday after the G7 summit in Japan, and McCarthy met once again on Monday to discuss the debt ceiling. Though a deal has yet to be reached, both leaders called the meeting productive. Biden and McCarthy's meeting occurred the same day as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's renewed warnings about the debt ceiling. We will keep you updated as negotiations continue. California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom is criticizing Target CEO Brian Cornell after the company decided to remove some LGBTQ and Pride Month merchandise from its store shelves. The decision by Cornell comes after massive backlash against the stores. Newsom tweeted on Tuesday night, CEO of Target Brian Cornell selling out the LGBTQ plus community to extremists is a real profile in courage. This isn't just a couple stores in the South. There is a systematic attack on the gay community happening across the country. The governor continued, wake up America. This doesn't stop here. You're black, you're Asian, you're Jewish, you're a woman, you're next. Target announced the decision in a Tuesday statement that said, since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. The Associated Press reports that Target didn't specify which merchandise it would be removing, but among the ones that generated the most attention were tuck-friendly swimsuits that allow biological men who identify as women to conceal their private parts. Bud Light sales have continued to fall. The backlash against the beer stems from its partnership with transgender TikToker Dylan Mulvaney. The Daily Caller is reporting that sales for the week of May 6th through the 13th have fallen 28.4%. This follows a 27.7% fall the week prior. Harry Schumacher, the editor and publisher of Beer Business Daily, said most people don't care about this issue and don't want to get roped into the conversation. Therefore, they're not going to buy the beer. As we've reported previously, Anheuser-Busch, which owns both the Budweiser and Bud Light beer brands, faced backlash after Bud Light partnered with Mulvaney for a contest during March Madness. The beer company gave Mulvaney custom cans of Bud Light featuring his image to commemorate his first year living as a woman. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in the same podcast feed where we love bringing you interviews with lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal interview edition. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill is going to be sitting down with Dennis Prager. They discuss some of the dangerous policies that America appears to be embracing, which look a lot like socialism. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you all have a great night. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. 
Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.